0: Thank you. Welcome back to episode six, not unemployed, just looking for a job. Pretty self-explanatory title, isn't it? And actually, it's a topic that was asked by one of our listeners who's currently in a senior year and looking for a job. Pretty hard time from our experience, of course, as recent college graduates. During this time, you'll be faced with a series of hard questions like how to find a job, where to go to find a job, what happens when you face a burnout, and should we even consider master's? like, whoa, I just did a whole bunch of questions just now. And that's why we're here. So let's dive in.
1: Thank you, Cindy, for that lovely intro. And yes, let's just dive right into the question first big question is where to even find a job
0: right hard question oh biggest question of them all
1: exactly and i'll start from base of my experience so when i was job hunting the three job boards that i found to be really helpful was indeed.com google job search and linkedin and i found these three job boards from this YouTuber called Life After Layoff. That's his channel. I highly recommend um, everybody to check him out. And he had these five job boards on this video called the best job boards out there. And indeed.com scored number one out of functionality, quality of job, salary, and rating. And then Google Jobs was the second one. And then the third one was LinkedIn. And if you have ever heard of like monsterjobs.com or career something, something, these are just not job boards you should be wasting your time. The three that I highly recommend is indeed.com, Google Jobs, and LinkedIn. So Using that, I would then suggest you to not apply on these job boards. I would just use it as a reference for you to go to the company that you want to apply to, their website. So if you just apply on the job board, sometimes it doesn't really help you get noticed. What helps you to get noticed is applying at the company's job website. And then if you don't hear anything back from HR after seven days, I would then try to find that HR through LinkedIn or through the company website and reach out and ask if you're still in the run for the application. But then sometimes they don't reply. So after two weeks, I would just move on from your job. And I would always have an Excel sheet. Put down all the companies that you
0: apply
1: on, yeah, on an Excel sheet. And then, you know, highlight, okay, this one replied to me within seven days. Okay, this one didn't reply at all.
0: So I'm going to move on. Mm -hmm. I actually did that too. I also had like an Excel sheet to help me keep track of which jobs I've applied shop that still need like you know a follow-up, those that require interviews. So that's definitely a very good strategy is to have an Excel sheet to mm-hmm. keep track of all your job applications. To add on to what Anja said before about the company website, like those applications, I remember that it's better sometimes to go to the company's website directly. I found that out during the info sessions that were hosted at our university. So I think that's also one thing I also recommend our listeners who are facing the same situation is to actually, if you have like info sessions at your university or any campuses around your area, just to attend them. Because sometimes the companies, they actually have like their own direct link to the application site. And then that link is only shared during the info session. So I think it's very critical just, you know. Attend if you can. Uh, have a listen. Also understand the, you know, work culture. That's also the best time to ask questions like that. Yeah, thinking back, I guess, I was uh, one of those international students who are based in China. So if there's any listeners who are just like me who's trying to find a job, one method that you can apply is to actually try and attend like career fairs that are hosted by associations like AUCA. So it's like American University kind of an association. So they would actually have career fairs. They would invite these companies who are actually looking for college students, graduates, and they'll be offering jobs that are tailored specifically for people like the graduates. So I think that's very helpful to attend. And recently, of course, COVID and all that, there's like online career fairs. Mm-hmm. So you can, wherever you are, you can actually go and attend that kind of fair where companies would actually have like a, a chat box and a Q&A session. Yeah. So that's when best time to start asking questions. And it's always good, especially if you're like an international student like me. Like I definitely had to ask like, Uh, does your company like sponsor Visa? Like that's uh, Um, one of the must ask questions. Otherwise, you know, you will be, yes, you'll be kind of wasting your time. If the company you find out they end up not sponsoring Visa, then it's like, it's a perfect match, but Mm -hmm. you can't stay in the country. So and then some of the fairs that i went to they had like a one-on-one interview so they did like a video call so like like zoom kind of video call with the recruiter so that's also a great chance for you to immediately do like an interview on the spot the other one is um advice i would give is just as we talked so much about these sites about these info sessions career fairs and all that but i think don't just blindly apply to all of them you have to be a bit more selective just as i said before i went international student in China. So remembering that identity helps in what kind of applications you're willing to fill out. I also chose websites like foreigners based in China. So like some English job using those kind of websites in like each China cities. you are able to find jobs that rotated towards you.
1: So I have a question, Cindy. What okay. do you think about because you mentioned like be selective? You know those like job um applications where they want you to write like a cover letter oh. and every time <laughs> I view those jobs, it just deter me away from applying because I don't want to write that cover letter a cover letter.
0: Have,
1: <laughs> yeah, a cover letter if it's not guaranteed that I am getting that job. So what I Mm. usually do is I fill out a cover letter template And I just Mm. keep on replacing the company name, but I don't think it helps.
0: I think that the idea behind a cover letter is to like, they say it's to show that you're interested in the job. So I guess using the same template, it will kind of make sense that it doesn't always work out. But then sometimes some companies really do require that and you're tight for time. So I think, yeah, having like the best template, maybe that's one way to go about it. And then another is just to really write the cover letters for job positions, you feel like it's a perfect fit. We sometimes would know when we feel very connected with one company or one position. And I think it's like moments like that, you should try out writing a cover letter from what you feel. So
1: trust your gut feeling then. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) We're giving a lot of advice, but like, yes, gut feeling is very important but also use some strategies to help you out just as Anja and I mentioned I'm sure Han also wants to share some strategies <laughs>
2: yeah i actually going off of that cover letter i recently attended this webinar session that was conducted by a company so i found out about this webinar because i was interested in a specific working for a specific company and then they mm. actually mentioned writing a cover letter and that automatically shows like they actually look at your cover letter so you should you know put your efforts into it so attending these webinars like Uh, Cindy said, well, Cindy mentioned more about these general career fairs, but if you're really interested in one company, I suggest they have a lot of these career talks, like Q&A sessions, HR sessions. Since I'm in Singapore, they have a lot on APEC, which is the Asia-Pacific region. So definitely look Mm -hmm. into those and I personally think that the companies actually know who you are because you sign up for these events and since spots are limited they know your email and your name and stuff so you should definitely I mean register and actually attend those webinars because they might keep count on if you went or if you didn't go to these events yeah
1: basically extra
2: points for people that do reach out first to the HR. Yes, yes, Hmm. definitely. I think that really helps because they are the first wall that you have to go through in terms of application process. So do your role as to show your enthusiasm for the position. And I definitely do agree in reaching out and utilizing HR and looking them up on LinkedIn and actually messaging them because they do sometimes reply. Mm-hmm. And you will get this like special connection, like one on one connection.
1: Before going on further, do you recommend um, people get LinkedIn premium? Sometimes some like HR and higher up people, Mm -hmm. you can only access them through LinkedIn premium. Would you suggest people that are job hunting to have LinkedIn premium to invest money for a
2: job? I don't think it's necessary. But if you think that, you know, you want to jazz up your profile and, you know, make yourself stand out, definitely go for it. Because it's certainly like a tool that you should utilize. Last thing to add on from my side is actually using the university or career pages. Our NYU Shanghai had a career page as well. So I utilize that platform heavily when applying for jobs. Since you know who to contact because they have an email address there. And mm. if you contact them, it, the HR knows that you're from this school. It's like this mutual communication that you can enjoy. Yeah, the job platform is called
1: Handshake. And I think most colleges have that it, platform.
2: Like we're, we're alumni
0: now, so we don't <laughs> <forget> <laughs> it.
1: I have a short antidote on the um, reaching out to alumni. I had an alumni that I was connected to on LinkedIn and he was working on Facebook. He did like a social media post on his LinkedIn saying that if any of uh, like his juniors are interested in facebook he's willing to give out referrals and i just reached out to him and he was he gladly he was like yeah sure let me help you out and he was so friendly so never be afraid to reach out to alumni because that's what i think as alumni myself now I'm gladly willing to help, you know, my juniors.
2: Yeah, adding on to LinkedIn, so many tips here. If you're interested in a certain position, like for example, consulting. Type consulting on the search bar of LinkedIn and it shows you different articles that people wrote about consulting. And there are people on LinkedIn that purposely write about these job roles. So there's so many different types of consultings, Um, general consulting, analytics, etc. And they actually dissect all these types of consultings in one writing. So reading through these posts or websites that they upload will definitely help in getting a idea of what that job is or that
0: position is. Yeah. I guess award, the whole big message is you got to be active during this Mm. whole time of job searching. Yeah, It's hard maybe for people who not push themselves, expose themselves so much, these websites and all that, but during this process, you got to like prepare yourself mentally. And then since we're talking about being active and how you find a job, Where do we find a job then? That is the next question. (laughs) Where?
1: (laughs) So I viewed this question as location-based of where I want to go. So fortunately, my junior year, I studied away. I put that in quotation marks because I live in the state next to New York City, but I studied away in New York. I studied at NYU for a year. So I really got to experience what life is like living in New York city in terms of how much is rent, how much costs of basically living in New York, then comparing it to Shanghai, because again, I had that experience of living in Shanghai, my freshman sophomore year, I have to ask myself, okay, where do I see myself? What city can really help my career development? And to me at that point, it was Shanghai, because first, I really loved the city Shanghai, I wanted to explore more of the city. But I realized that not a lot of people are given the opportunity to work from another country, like working from another country is a luxury. And I, I'm a adventurous person, I love to take on challenges. And I feel like if I have this opportunity to work in Shanghai let's take it because worst comes to worst plan b go back home so that's another major factor why I chose to be in Shanghai
0: risk taker definitely I agree um I'm actually in this kind of in the same boat as you on this like I'm also currently now in Shanghai and I'm from South Africa so in a way I am a foreigner as well even though my family is Chinese, Chinese that also means you have to face the work visa issue and all of that so my my story in where I decided to you know base my job location is actually from the very beginning I always knew I wanted to be overseas so I guess it's less of a risk taker, it was like always a goal in mind. And Shanghai, since little, I've come to visit Shanghai, it's like been my dream city. And so when I was applying for college, I already considered it the potential location of where I wanted to work, and that was in Shanghai. So I would say one of the things that besides the whole uh, wanting to go overseas... There was also another reason why I chose Shanghai was because I had to be more realistic in my logistics. What that means is I have to think about currency exchange, work visa. And so Shanghai is relatively much cheaper to live in as a student as someone who's just graduated, whereas I've also had a study way experience in New York and London. So I think besides the fun experience of exploring the city, it was so expensive to go around. Another way to consider where to choose is you have to have more of a learner state of mind. So I wanted to learn more about the city. That kind of influences your decision on where you want to base yourself you should also have a bit of an interest in the city itself, in the location you're in. I think those are like very good conversations to have with yourself on where you want to choose your location.
2: I want to echo what Cindy just said, because unlike university, where the school is kind of your community, the city itself and the country's culture is your home. So if you don't know much about it, or if you're not, okay with their culture i suggest you you know look somewhere else cuz you have to be able to live with that culture and live with within that city in order to be successful in your job and consider working there for a good amount of time one of the things i also thought of when Cindy was talking was how You should look at a demographic of what the country or where you want to go. I'm in Singapore right now. I specifically chose this country because it's also known to be ahead of the APAC region, the Asia Pacific region. And I didn't know if I want to, you know, go to the Western part of the world (laughs) later in the future, or if I wanted to stay in Asia. So Singapore, for me, provided this chance where I can be flexible with my future choices where if i like it i could stay there or if i don't like it i have a certain connection where i can you know leverage off of
1: so now let's talk about recovering like from burnout so you're here you're searching for a job you know the direction where you want to headed but nothing is working out for you you are facing many rejections you feel like you're not progressing at all
0: hey. what to do
1: What to do with that? Well, let me tell you a stats, guys. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh.
0: oh. Maybe also the
1: stats. Oh, oh, oh. okay. I'm bringing the the stats stats to sound credible. (laughs) According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, people were unemployed an average of five months in January 2020, which means that it's normal to be unemployed up to five months and that the average length of unemployment is about the same for the Previous year, or two, four months. So it's normal to not get a job right away and it takes time. And I view this as selecting your ideal boyfriend, right? <laughs> choosing a <laughs> boyfriend <laughs> yes. is the same as choosing the right job for you. Because if you just choose a boyfriend just for the sake of having a boyfriend, that relationship ain't going to last. Okay. <laughs> that relationship is not going to last. You need to find a job that you feel you really fit into, aka company culture, salary benefits, list out all your wants and needs of a company and search for that company. Your unicorn job will come along, guys. And it takes time because that's the only way for you to have a good relationship with your employer and have a long lasting one that you can foresee yourself build a career out of. Hmm. So, yeah. And to handle burnouts, right, I would say set limits for yourself. It's not really healthy to spend the entire day job searching. So spend a a concentrated couple of hours, you know, sending some applications, searching them online, and wrap it up, right? Take some breaks. You know, you need that break. And also, if it's not working out, reevaluate your search parameters. Perhaps you're not getting specific enough. If you only know you want to work in a specific industry, then really hone into that. Or if you want a specific type of work flexibility, like a permanent work from home job, focus on those positions. If you are handling burnout, take a look at your cover letter, your resume, your LinkedIn profile, and really update that do they need some polishing right maybe you need to network online to boost your web presence or consider hiring a career coach who can really offer a different perspective on your job search so really just like hone into your goals really set milestones and that should really keep you on track for your job hunting process
2: I have a question Mm -hmm. for Angela actually what if because this is talking from my perspective what if you don't know what you want like what would you say to these students or these recent graduates who actually have no idea where they want to go or what they want to do? Do you think they should send in applications one after the other? Or what do you recommend?
1: To be honest, sometimes even if you have a job like me, I still don't know what I truly want to do. I really, really suggest you guys use career tests. I think one of them is like a Princeton career test. Take like three or four career tests and some career tests really go into detail on what you like to do and what are the potential careers for you. And then once you have those lists, research on all these jobs. YouTube a day in a life as a consultant, a day in a life as a PR specialist, and really just research your way to really find out what you like to do. Because it's better to go in with some sort of knowledge than rather being thrown in to a job where you don't like.
0: Definitely. So, Angela just now gave a lot of great advice. And what I want to say about from, well, from my personal anecdote, is I really want to emphasize that these, there's a reason why it's there. Um, I personally experienced the side effects of not uh, taking these advice seriously. So what my story is, now that you're curious, is that I, I ended up taking my time applying the whole, like during the whole process of job seeking, I ended up taking my time and that was not because I listened to advice it was because I had that one moment and I think it was in February so I'm getting very specific here but in February or March I think that was a time in senior year when everybody had I felt like everybody had like a response to their applications. So I was one of those people who were kind of like a late boomer. And I thought, you know, things are going to work out eventually, right? Like I am a senior. I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to end up finding a good job. I assume that. But then at that moment, when everybody was getting an answer for like their future career, I felt very, very pressured. And I was at that moment where I suddenly did exactly what (laughs) Angela advised not to do, I ended up applying for everything. I was like, oh, just apply, just apply. And what happened was I did get some like interview requests by some of the recruiters. And I I remember four interviews that it was really, really bad. (laughs) Like I I didn't do bad, but like the experience was very bad because throughout the whole interview, I felt I don't belong here. Like I don't belong in your company. Like we don't share the same values. And it was just... Yeah, it was that moment where I keep getting these kind of experience of like, you know, you and I don't match. You and I don't match. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, woke me up. I'm like, oh my God, it must be because I've been too desperate. Like, this is not the way to go because I'm getting these kind of responses that are not making me happy. It makes you feel like I am different. I should be wanting better. I should be more confident in who I am, who I want. So I think it was that moment where I stepped back And said, no, I must have been like caught up in this whole rush to get a job, to get an answer. I'm just going to take my time. I need to find out what it is that I really like, what it is I'm good at. Yeah. I stepped back, took my time and it ended up being six, seven months. But I also did some freelance work during that time. You know, it's just taking my time to find the perfect fit. And what ended up happening is as it happens in my life, unexpected answer came. Uh, Angela, I'm, <laughs> she, of course, knows the story. So what happened I'm was- i a big factor just, in Cindy's success. So what happened was like, it was not like from these efforts of like, you know, applying to every website, which I did do, but it's also about like exposing yourself. As I mentioned, you know, put yourself on like create your profiles on LinkedIn, on uh, indeed.com and then also E-China Cities, which I mentioned before was for like English speakers in China and just create your profile. You never know. Some recruiter might actually come across your profile. You might not even apply to their company directly, but they find you. And that's exactly what happened where Angela introduced me to E-China City. She says, you know, like, I see you've been struggling recently. I'm just going to try and put a profile there. And that's what I did. And after a couple of weeks, I think, yeah, a recruiter actually came. It's my current company's HR so she came across my profile and she's like oh this is a great fit because I was looking exactly for a English speaking analyst or researcher and editor who can actually do our company's work I think this is one case like it really opened my mind like finally like you know the wait was worth it even though it's kind of bittersweet because you waited for so long six seven months that's a lot of pressure as you say it's a burnout um, you need to recover from that in the end, this end up being a good story, a great, happy story to share. But like, you see, you have people around you as well to help you out. Someone like Angela.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think what Cindy mentioned about, it was a long story, long way to find that right job. It's better than getting a job that you don't want and having to live through that and meanwhile hoping to find a cuz working and finding a job is also really hard to manage so it's better if you start off with a strong foot in your career path even though it might take a long time put thoughts mm. to it and see how you know the hr talks to you how the hr values you perhaps and i think Cindy's story is a perfect story that shows you how you should be selective,
0: you know, in your work. Yeah, Exactly. We're very, very lucky, actually. I think our generation is kind of lucky that we have so many options. I, I don't know where it's before. If there's no internet, I can imagine like you having to walk up to the company face to face. I'm not too sure how it was before, but I just feel we have much more resources and it's okay to be selective because in the end, you are the one who's working. You're the one who are going to be where you are, right? So you're the one who's actually in charge of yourself. You're the one who cares about yourself the most. Yeah. So Definitely from this lesson, like now I'm very, very happy at the place that I am. So I had a strong footing, as mm-hmm. Han mentioned, and now I see areas for my improvement. I guess it was just really worth the wait.
2: I also think in finding the correct job, you should definitely study the job descriptions because during my burnouts, Or my slumps, I would read through the job descriptions that were on career pages. For me, facing burnout is just being hopeful of my future. So, having these job descriptions and reading them just made me feel like I can try again. And in the future, whatever, how long it takes, I will get there. So, reading these job descriptions or looking at what Angela just said before, watching day in life videos, it gets you motivated.
0: Okay, so all three of us talked about how to find a job. And then how to recover from a job process. Then again, I also mentioned before, like we also had classmates who were preparing for masters. So I think during this process, when especially as a senior of college, you would be faced with like two questions. Do you want to go into the industry or do you want to carry on your education? I think that's also another big bombarding question for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know, like, oh, because master's, it sounds like, you know, you have more of a safe base. That's the impression you get because a lot of these jobs, two-year work experience or a master's degree, like how on earth are you going to fulfill that unless, you know, you choose to go to master's? That's the question. Should I consider Taking a master's.
1: Okay. So I have a big viewpoint on this. So my viewpoint is if you have a bachelor's in business, I wouldn't waste your money and go to the and go to an (laughs) MBA program because most MBA programs really need um, work experience anyways. True. If your bachelor's was in like chemistry and you want to be a doctor, lawyer, or like a hardcore software engineer, then yeah, definitely go for the master's because those kind of jobs you need to have some sort of greater foundation, but for business, Mm. get that work experience, see what you really like and what you want to do. And if your career doesn't go the way you plan, then definitely consider taking that master's.
0: I mean, talking about MBA, yeah. I was one of those people who wanted to go to an MBA. But as you say, you need two years work experience. And of course, it depends on the degree you have. For me, uh, one of the reasons why I I didn't choose to take master's was also because, well, for three of us, we went to a liberal arts kind of university. So NYU Shanghai, something special about our university is that we take a lot of classes from various disciplines. So it's not just our major. Like my major was finance. So it wasn't just finance classes. I also took like sociology, social studies, I took economics. Like you touch a little bit of each because it's kind of, we have a requirement. But yeah, anyway, for those interested listeners asking why <laughs> we are facing such trouble choosing what we want to do after college is because we take too much of these classes and then I end up finding out that I have too many interests I don't know where to focus and sometimes when you're very focused on getting good grades you actually don't know what you're good at because you are just trying to fulfill that requirement so that was one thing like I faced was too many options I have no idea what I'm interested so I'm gonna give the industry a try maybe when I work I'll see more of what I'm good at so that's one question to ask and then another factor to consider whether you want to Take Masters is the Expense as we all know master degrees are pretty expensive and especially if you want to go to one of the top schools those are like very very expensive so i think that's something to consider because i think masters are usually like 18 months or one to two years but basically during that time you're studying and you might be doing part-time but very few people are actually getting like salary so you're you're kind of exchanging your 18 months of salary just to go to the masters so that's something to consider and then outside another thing now that I have a job I'm actually no longer feeling so rushed to go get a master's as I did before in senior year and I think that's one thing I want to share with those who are currently seniors or currently considering getting master's my current job I have so much to learn and my company that I no longer feel so rushed to get master's. I feel like now I'm at the state where master's would just be something I'll do when I no longer can learn more stuff from my company or from my position. That's something I want to share with people. Don't feel so pressured to take master's. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes some time. You might realize, oh, there are more to life than what society kind of deems wants you to do.
2: This question of whether you should pursue a master's degree, you consider it very heavily as soon as you graduate, obviously, because you feel like you're just a student and you feel like as though jobs are such a big hurdle and I totally agree because when I first got my job and working there I remember I had this imposter syndrome where you feel like you don't belong there because you have yet so much to learn but you have this position to fill but as time grew you learn to fill up that position by adapting and taking it till you make it and then learning as you go and then that itself is a whole learning process that you can't get on a master uh, degree so maybe you should consider that in a long term and the question is so big about which master degree to pursue and where to go to etc so i suggest if you really want to do a master degree try pursuing a different department like if you had an undergraduate degree in business then you should maybe consider a master in other types of departments such as law sciences engineering etc i have a lot of friends from school who have stepped on this career path and they can now manage business and law because you have so much more value that you can get when you're doing a job. Well, thank you, Han, for wrapping this episode
1: up, ending it with a very nice master's advice. Again, we just want you guys, our dear listeners, to know that you're not alone in this job hunting process and that the things that you are experiencing during this process is part of the journey to find that job that's going to help your career development. Thank you guys for tuning in today's episode. Not unemployed, just looking for a job. And if you haven't, please subscribe, like, and leave a rating for Banana Corn and recommend this to all your family and friends. And follow us on Instagram, Banana Corn PD. And come back and join us on our next episode. And this is us. Bye.